Andre Pacelli performed a live concert over Easter with the name Music for Hope. By the time I watched it the next morning, many millions of people had already viewed it from around the world. Andre Pacelli is of course one of the most famous singers in the world today, an operatic tenor. Pacelli is Italian and he gave this 30-minute concert live from the Dioma del Milano, a historic venue in Milan, Italy. It's one of the largest and grandest cathedrals in the world. And the aim of this performance was to rouse the spirits of a nation that has been significantly hurt by the pandemic. Italy has been uh, one of the countries hardest hit by the coronavirus, with over 20,000 people have died already and over 150,000 people infected. But it's the final song in this half-hour medley that, that stopped me in my tracks. Uh, standing on the front steps outside this astonishing Renaissance Cathedral building, Andre Pacelli sang Amazing Grace. Now, Amazing Grace is perhaps the best known of all the Christian hymns. Uh, it is certainly one of the most sung songs in the world. It's so popular, a lot of people don't realize that it is a Christian hymn. Uh, sometimes people are surprised when they learn Amazing Grace, it's not the name of a girl. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. This is, some, this is not some romantic poem about a girl. The word grace, in fact, appears as one of the key ideas taught in the Bible. The word appears well over 100 times, and the concept is taught in many other occasions and in the scriptures. Now, grace means an undeserved gift. It refers to an extravagant gift that has not been earned and has not been deserved. Now, according to the Bible, this grace or gift, it's not just like a thing or an object that you receive, though. No, the giver, God, is also the gift. The author of this hymn, Amazing Grace, was a man by the name of John Newton. John Newton was born in England in 1725. He died in 1807. As a teenager, he was press-ganged into the service for the, the Royal Navy, which was not unusual for boys at that time. Uh, but later he became involved in the slave trade and served as a captain of a slave ship. Now, if you want to consider what are the most evil jobs in the world, what are, what are the worst jobs that people could take on in, in life? I mean, surely the slave trade is among the very worst, among the most evil. You know, the insane cruelty of stealing human beings and cramming them onto ships in their hundreds for long journeys, shackled to the floor, unable to move for weeks on end. And then those who uh, survive the trip are then sold, sold, you know, like you would an animal in a marketplace. Well, John Newton earned his living in the slave trade. But as he grew up in, in his mid-twenties, something began to change as he heard of this thing called the Gospel of Jesus. Now understand, John Newton was an irreligious man. You know, we often think of the 18th and 19th centuries as uh, being a time when everyone was a Christian and well, certainly everyone believed in God and went along to church. Far from it. Newton had almost no connection with these ideas until well into his adulthood. But when he heard about this Jesus, it began to gnaw at him. In a, in a good but painful way. And eventually, John Newton did this 180 degree turn. He stopped his job. He left his job behind, his livelihood, the slave trade, and he became an Anglican minister. And this once upon a time slave ship captain became a leading voice in the fight against slavery, along with William Wilberforce and others. 
And through their efforts, uh, the slave trade was eventually abolished in England and slavery itself banned. Now, in his 50s, John Newton penned the words to Amazing Grace. As he looked back to his youth and to how he lived his life and, and, and what he did to people, he couldn't get over the fact that God's grace was so amazing that God would forgive him for what he had done. God's grace was so amazing that he could also look forward with a humble confidence to eternity. You see, grace is that undeserved gift. And that's the very nature of Christianity, that God in the Lord Jesus Christ forgives and restores on the basis of his divine love shown to us in the death of his Son. So listen to the words of Amazing Grace. Now, I'm not going to sing them. I want to save my kids the embarrassment by doing that. But I have put up the link to Andre Pacelli's performance, and you might like to, to listen and to enjoy that. But these are the words John Newton, the once slave trader, uh, wrote. He says this, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me, his word uh, his, my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. Yea, when this flesh and heart shall fail, and mortal life shall cease, I shall possess within the veil a life of joy and peace. The world shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun refused to shine, but God who called me here below shall be forever mine. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. Amazing Grace was a fitting choice for Bocelli's Music for Hope. I understand it's more than just a nice or ultimately ethereal sentiment. No, standing out in history among all the stories and ideas, there is only one that speaks of grace like this. Only one story that says you cannot save yourself, you ultimately will not find yourself. No, but God has done it for us. In his son, the Lord Jesus. Amazing Grace is more than a song about a, a once upon a time captain of a slave ship. It's a story of redemption and hope that can become our story and hope too. 